We played Survivor, it was so fun. War zones and blind sides for everyone. Brilliance or blunder, who were the best movers? Listen and find out from us giant losers. Welcome back to episode two of the official sanctioned Survivor Pennsylvania Gettysburg podcast. I'm Eric Eldridge from over at Utavi, and I'm wearing blue today and red because my head says Utavi, but my heart says glow after this last episode. Second crushing loss. With me, as always, is my fabulous co-star, Stam. How's it going over there? It's going great. How are you, Eric? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. I, I was just saying before we started, uh, it is currently 5 p.m. Eastern time. I will be bartending until 2 at night. This is assuredly going to be the highlight of my day, and I'm excited to talk about another fun episode of Survivor Gettysburg. What did you make of it? What was like the biggest thing you took away from this episode? Um, for me, it was just finding everything out that went down and galow. Um, their strategies and stuff was crazy to me, um, especially during the challenges. So I cannot wait to hear um, what their plans were going into that. And great segue, because I got good news and bad news. The bad news is we were unable to get Mokenzie or Zini onto the podcast. The good news is that we got some amazing guests, the perfect people to talk to. First up, we have someone who's brand new to the LRG world, found himself in a tough spot. Not a great way to start. Two straight challenge losses. But you were clearly a decision maker this episode. Uh, Andrew, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Um, it's uh, first podcast ever, so so very excited to to get into it. What was like your, what's your background? Like, where are you from? What do you do? And how, how the hell did you find out about the LRG world and specifically yeah. Gettysburg? Um, good question. So I'm from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, originally. Uh, I, right now I live in Huntsville, Alabama. I'm an engineer. Um, but I was really like, I was on the Survivor subreddit and I had like seen them talking about, um, you know, the LRGs and, and that kind of thing. So I didn't even know that like that was a thing. And then I found the Facebook page where like people sign up for them, signed up for uh, Survivor Gettysburg. And I'm, uh, I'm really glad I went. I had a great time. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad it worked out. Uh, excited to get into it. But first, we got another guest. This person, the star of the episode, unfortunately, tragically, cut down in your prime. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, I happen to know this person from outside the game. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. He's a fourth-year pharmaceutical doctor candidate. I'm probably not saying that right, but Joel, really excited to have you here. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, you said it perfect. And, you know, I just crap as i talked about edge of extinction i really wish that that was in play this season <laughs> uh, yeah you had to think when you saw the note you've been voted out it's like oh something's happening I'm like oh my god all right you know maybe i'm back in but nope just a just a ghost vote um yeah I'm, I'm happy to be here thank you for having me and um i'm so excited to get into the little nuances of the episode and uh give you some of my thoughts and how i was thinking but um Absolutely. Yeah, it was rough over there on Galo. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let me ask you a quick question. Will we have you all here? Uh, Andrew talked about how he found the scene. This is the first game. Joel, this is not your first game. That was made clear in the episode. You want to talk a little bit about like with, how many games have you played and uh, your connections going into this game? Yeah. So this uh, PA would have been my my third game. I played four so far. I got into it 
uh, summer of 2022, I was listening to some Rob had the podcast and um, there was a producer of a game called Survivor New York who was like at the end of a feedback show, like, hey, if you are in the New York area and you want to come up for summer and play a big game of Survivor with Jordan Kalish, like, you know, apply. And I was like, okay, whatever. I didn't think anything of it. And then after that, I, I found out that there was actually a whole slew of these games in that, like, just like an underground, like, community. Um, going into it, of course, everybody knew I was connected to John. I played with him in Survivor New York. Um, and John played <laughs> Outlast with you and Taylor last, last year as well. Mm-hmm. So I knew you guys were connected. And I was also connected to Kayla because she also played Survivor New York. And then I knew John was connected to Mackenzie as well. So, like, all around, it was, like, a whole web that, like, I had to navigate going into it. But I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more of it later. Um, yes, so yeah, we I'm, will. I'm kind of a vet. It, it is, you are now, I think, full-fledged along with me. And uh, I mentioned the last podcast episode. Yes, we ran a Spartan race together. Yes. Uh, and that it was uh, wild to find out that you and John and Taylor, the last-minute alternate herself, were all going to be in the same season. Definitely played a role in this episode. So we'll, we'll ask about that. Um, Sam, what did you think of the tribal? Like, I think it's fun to start these episodes with, with like, the, the headline. Let's not bury the lead here. This wasn't a live tribal, okay? I don't know what could live up to the first episode's tribal, but we saw like a lot of moving parts, seemingly some changing alliances. What did you make of it? Um, honestly, I was shocked by their tribal. I was not expecting Joelle to be voted out. I personally thought it was going to be Mackenzie because you guys first had voted Jason out because he made you guys lose the first challenge. So I thought you guys were going to keep that pattern going and it was going to be Mackenzie. But yeah, it took me for a loop. Have you since found out that in Survivor, sometimes if you lose a challenge for your tribe, it can get you in trouble, but sometimes it's more about the social game. It's definitely about the social game, for <laughs> sure. If your social game's not on point, like you're going out and you'll see that coming up a lot. Um, social game's got to be on point for that, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, Joelle, how confident were you going into this tribal? Like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, I was like... I was about 80% confident it was going to go my way. Um, So based on, like, let me set things up from, like, the previous round, right? So, like, we had all voted out Jason. And uh, Jason kind of alluded to the fact that the first episode, I tried to do a four-person alliance, me, him, McKenzie, and Teeny. And that was, like, a five-second conversation before the challenge. We never, like, reconvened. And I think what ended up happening was because I was at Warzone, I came back and everything was, like, shifted. And Jason was the target. Mm. So I tried to, um, you know, I tried to think on my feet, like, okay, what am I going to do now? Because if Jason's the target and I'm in alliance with McKenzie and Teeny, I feel like they were a lot more closer than me and McKenzie. So I tried to run to Andrew and say, hey, listen, you know, you know, tall guys get uh, targeted at the merge. <laughs> like, let's look out for each other. Um, and I don't think I did a good enough job. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I did a good enough job to like gain his trust to carry me towards more rounds. And so uh, in this round, I, I hundred percent thought that Mackenzie turned on me and went with the girls and that Andrew actually voted with me. I knew that, th- I knew that Sarah was get, probably going to write my name down only because like we really didn't work together game wise, 
but I, I thought like, I thought I had Andrew. And if not, I thought I had Teeny. I mean, I gave her my hoodie. I was like, oh, <laughs> then you vote me out. Nah, I love Teeny, but yeah. Yeah. Um, no, and, and Joelle, like to your point, you know, that first, that first conversation that we had, you know, for me, I, I wasn't lying. I, I was genuine. And, and like, we did work together that, that first vote. I think what started to shift for me um, was when I started to hear things about you that didn't come from you. And like that whole thing just kind of shifted my perspective. So like we had that conversation and, you know, granted you came from war zone. So there just really wasn't a lot of time before tribal. Um, so it was kind of a quick conversation, but then um, I think it was before either right after the right, I think it was right before the first vote, but Teeny told me like, Oh, by the way, like Joelle knows all these people on the other tribe. And like that really freaked me out because I knew coming into this game as, you know, very unconnected coming in as a complete un outsider, you know, I knew that those pre-existing relationships existed. And so like to hear that from someone else, and obviously I didn't ask you, Hey, Joel, do you know anyone on the other tribes? Cause like <laughs> then, I mean, who knows what you would have said, but uh, <laughs> to hear something about you from someone else that sort of started to like shift my perspective on like where I thought that the chips were actually falling that kind of shifted my perspective. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this the first episode. If you know someone going into an LRG, it's like a really damned if you do damned, if you don't situation, if you try to hide it, you get caught. That's really bad. If you own up to it, that's not great either. <laughs> so uh, you, you it sounded like Joel, you gambled a little bit. You, you definitely didn't come clean with everything. I don't think you told anyone you knew me. I didn't tell anyone I knew you. And I think I got a little bit lucky and you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, and like to put it into perspective, like I had just come off of playing uh, Can You Survive the week prior with John, where I was like tethered to him. And a lot of it was like a blood versus water season. And a lot of stuff that happened to me in that game was not because of me, but it was because of him. So it's like, OK, if I go into this game and I see him like on the other tribe, I'm not going to say I'm with him because the same thing is going to happen. And four people on my tribe raised their hand when they were like, oh, who's never played before? So I was I was already. Can I curse? Yes. Yeah. Okay, you can. I was already shitting bricks. Right. Because I'm like, <laughs> it's Oregon's too. So that's why I was like, okay, not only have four people not played, but also, um, you know, if I say, hey, I know somebody else, it's just going to paint a huge, a bigger target. You know, yep, so, gotcha. it's, it's, there's really no easy uh, way to say like, this was what you absolutely should have done. I got more questions about tribal. I'm sure Sam, you do as well, but I think, uh, I think we go to the start of the episode now and talk about probably the the thing that happened with the least footage because we were all too busy trying to survive <laughs> this freaking storm man this was like this was no joke uh sam what do you remember from utavi because i i think we probably had the worst shelter out of the three by far so we definitely had the worst shelter um like i mentioned in our last podcast our team only had gotten two tarps so like we were already at a disadvantage more than everyone else because they had three and, and we had no and we didn't follow any of your plans for the shelter <laughs> no like, you guys didn't it? so like i had a plan like we were gonna lay a bunch of logs out and make us like a bed that was lifted up so if the water came down and they're like no nah, this is too hard like we're just gonna make this <laughs> crappy little tp that did not save us at all like the water's <laughs> running down it's hitting our head it's hitting our feet like our secondary shelter was really trash but hey we tried yeah and trying to huddle 
that was the fun part, trying to like all stay warm and dry and huddle when it just wasn't working because we were getting defeated by the rain so bad. And then Mama Bear, love her. So Mama Bear, we hear her scream, right? So this lightning strikes this tree that was right next to our camp. And we all wake up, freak out, you know? And then we hear Mama Bear scream because their camp got destroyed. She comes running down. She's like, you guys got to get your stuff and you got to go now because you're going to die, right? And she swears up and down. She swears up and down. She didn't say die, but she told us that we were going to die if we did not leave our campsite. (laughs) Uh, She makes us go up to the shelter. And then, so I have a nicotine problem, like I had mentioned in my confessional. And she just lights up a cigarette while we're standing up there, right? So like my nerves are already shot and I'm ready to be like, lady, what are you doing right now? And so I go in the bathroom and I think I was talking to Taylor and I was like, I'm just going to go out there and ask her for one. And I contemplated this for like a good, what, 10 minutes, I think in the bathroom. And finally I went out and I asked her for a cigarette and she gave me one. I'm glad you (laughs) did. This might have saved you in this game. Uh, It definitely did. We saw mentioned in the episode a little bit. I don't know if the episode really conveyed how close you were to quitting. Like how no. I feel like at one point um, we were like out out of here, right? Yeah, no. So I was done. Um, I remember like getting all of my wet stuff and putting it in a pile. And you guys had walked down to the lake and you asked me if I wanted to go. And I was like, no, because I'm going to go talk to production and tell them I'm out. Like I need a cigarette. I'm drenched. Like I just I don't want to do this anymore. And so you guys had walked down to the lake and I walked up to Daniel and I was like, hey, so like I'm going to tap out. And he was like wait what and I was like yeah dude I'm gonna leave like I really need a cigarette right now and I just I can't do this I don't want to do this anymore I'm done and he's like all right can you just go back to camp and we'll be back to talk to you in an hour so then he sends um I think it was Melanie up and they're like hey if you go talk to your team and they're okay with you smoking and we let you have your cigarettes will you stay and I was like yeah I will and then this was the most pivotal moment of my entire game and it happened in episode two i remember it vividly i was like staring daggers at people i i just i think i jumped right in like i really wish we got to see this again but i'm pretty sure i was like oh no one no one would say no to that like no like of course and then i ran into a confessional and i was like that box of cigarettes is more valuable than any immunity idol ever could be in this game get this woman some cigarettes now yep oh definitely if we would have had challenges for cigarettes i would have beast Smoted it up like Patricia would have been on it. Like, <laughs> that out. You guys, you, yeah. in, you guys like went to the bathroom, right? Because I, mm-hmm. I remember, so Mama Bear after like taking care of you guys, she came to us and she's like, "Hey, Red Team's in the bathroom. Like, if you guys want to go to the bathroom as well for shelter, you can." But like our our camp was like a little bit further down, and we were all all drenched. And like as it as much as as good as it sounds to be like dry for a bit that trek was crazy so we were like you know we'll stay here you know good luck to them um (laughs) well according to uh teeny you had a nice little uh tarp thing happening where you're arresting everyone what was that about over there before i get into that how pissed were you at the challenge when halia's like oh yeah we were dry You stole one of my Dude, we had no sleep. Like, I was ready to be like, yeah, it must be nice. But I, I had, like, no dry sure. clothes left. Like, and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we I thought were really laying out. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, did you guys go to a hotel? Like, what happened? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so we actually, similar to you, we actually had uh, two tarps as well. I think we traded one for beans or whatever in the beginning. It's we, had three. Of, we had three. We had three. We did have three. Okay. We okay. Had three. My bad. I don't don't take this away from us. This is our yeah, one. No, we only had two. I, I grabbed that tarp. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay, 
okay, never mind. You guys got two. You guys got two. So I wake up and I just hear the thunder going, the lightning going, and I look up at our tarp, like that's over top of us, and it's waving. And I'm like, oh yeah. no, that's not good. Same. That's not good. That's not good. And then like I want to say like the next second, uh, it like just escaped from the picnic, and it was just like. It was like a scene out of a horror movie. Like <laughs> the, the thing was just waving in the wind. We were like looking around for string. Like somebody's grabbing the, we're like, where's the flashlight at? Where's the flashlight? Like it was truly traumatizing. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, everything you're describing is exactly our experience too. Um, Andrew, anything else you remember from the storm? Yeah. I just remember like I was in and out of sleep and I remember hearing the wind because it was the wind before the rain, like the actual, yeah. like, we got wet. It was just so windy, but I kept thinking like, as long as that tarp stays solid, like we're going to be, we're going to be fine. Just as long as the tarp stays. And then the moment I opened my eyes is, is Joel just mentioned, like it looked like it, it's like a space movie where like the spaceship just blows up in the middle. I was like the tarp going everywhere. I was freaking out. Yeah. So clip notes are we're a bunch of babies. Sure. But it was also really bad. Okay. I think the stock footage Daniel got, like that wasn't even as bad as it was out there. I don't think. Oh no. No. uh, (laughs) But we survived. Uh, Let's all move on to the first camp we see, which is Utavi. And I got a question for Sam first. This is the first we see mentioned of an alliance between you, me, Taylor, and Kayla. I don't think we got a name for it, though. Do you remember that and how it all started? Oh, my gosh. No, I do not. What? I don't. Look. I was giving you a softball, Sam. I know, but I don't remember. I really don't. Um, If you you remember, those first two days was very nerve-wracking for me. I was uh, stressed out, no nicotine. My uh, <laughs> brain wasn't really working that great. Well, so no, you're going to have to go on that one. I'll, I'll help you out. Uh, this uh, line formed when we were tying up uh, our shelter and we were tying knots. And I came up with a name totally by myself, an original thought, not at all based on anything that happened in Survival Challenge that someone else might have invented. Uh, and that was the Naughty Girls, K-N-O-T-T-Y. Yes! Oh my gosh, I do now. The Naughty yeah. Girls. Yeah. Like, I, I've always wanted to start an all-women's alliance. This was that first step. Uh, step one, me and the, the girls on the team. Step two, send you all off to make fake all-women alliances with the people once we hit the swap and the merge. That was my plan. And uh, I, I really thought this was a fun alliance. Oh, that's funny. So is that your long-term play there? Like you were wanting them to kind of like be double agent once uh, once the swap or merge happened? Yes. You know what? Why would I put my neck out if I can get other people to do my dirty work for me? So that was the plan. And uh, I, I will see how good a job I did at, at accomplishing that or if it blew up my face like so many things do. But oh, freaking Andrew uh, and Joel, question for both of you. I want to like turn the tables. Uh, now you're the host. What were you thinking about Utavi camp? Um, can you put yourself back in your shoes at the game at the time? Did you have any ideas on what was happening or based on the episode, any questions you got for us? Um, yeah, I thought you guys were beasts based on the first two challenges because you guys finished first both times. And so we're like, okay, they're the team to beat. Um, yeah, like that's that's what was going through my mind. I do think we got to say Yeah, I, I mean, Taylor, y'all are, Taylor is the beast. Y'all are always too. coming in first. Always, um, yeah. I have a question. So in the episode, we kind of saw um, from, from you, Eric, we saw like 
you were, you know, talking to, to Ryan being like super friendly, but also like in your confessional, you're like, I'm gunning for Ryan. It's like, what kind of led to, do you want to like speak to what led to that? Like what made you uh, want to gun for Ryan in the beginning there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think, well, first of all, it's, it certainly was an advantage coming in knowing Taylor and like instantly connecting with, with Sam. I thought, um, that kind of thing you just can't control. That's three people right there. Taylor uh, liked and knew Kayla. Sam, you liked Kayla, I think, uh, right away. And it fell into place, I think, quickly and naturally. Um, for Ryan specifically, I think that he, I felt like was, he just came across very calculated. He would get, he would sidle up next to me when we're by the lake and everyone's like skipping rocks and he'd be like, so like, how, what are you thinking right now? And he like whisper, and it just, it all felt very contrived. And I felt like, okay, this guy's a gamer for sure. So I didn't believe that this was his first outing. I felt like his head was very much in the game and it felt, it felt a little forced to me. It didn't feel like a natural connection between the two of us. It felt like he was really calculating everything he was saying. So that's why your, I wanted to get him out. What about your take on Brian? Brian, I really liked him. He seemed like a super nice guy. And right away, my instinct was to work with him. But then anytime I asked him any kind of question, he wouldn't give me an answer. Like at all, he would, I asked him like, who does he like? I gave out two names. I like made that first step and he didn't say anything. And that might've just been because it was the genuine truth. But at, for me at the time, I interpreted that as, okay, he's, he's not sharing anything with me. He's being like kind of vague and wishy-washy. So that doesn't make me trust uh, him at all. Like, I think you got to really take a chance on people out there. You got to show that you trust them and you got to take that step. And I didn't feel like I got that from Brian. What so about, with all, what about you? Yeah, go sorry. Ahead. I was just going to say with all your um, previous games that you've played, have you always tried to do the female alliance or is that something recent that you just tried because you feel like that's might work better off for you? Look, half of my decisions are based on how funny I think they will be. Uh, I thought that uh, a man starting an all women's alliance was the funniest thing ever. I, I know I'm an idiot, uh, but I do definitely gravitate towards women in these games. Yeah. That's something I learned about myself. I didn't really think about that at all before I started playing, but if you look at the data, that's simply what usually happens. And what's funny is that in Survival Challenge, I was reading some of the live comments after because I'm a huge loser. And in that game, I was on a tribe with four men and two women. And we happened to vote out the two women first. That's just how it broke down. What people commenting didn't know was that I had two number ones already and they were both women. And it was just like how there were reasons for when they got voted out. But I was getting blasted like all of us. We, we were like villains. Everyone was rooting against like the douchebag bro alliance. That we were. <laughs> and I was like, if only they do. <laughs> That's really not my MO at all. And like amazing. I mentioned, I got two moms. There's probably something to it. Uh, I just I don't know. That's just how it goes so far. Sure. <laughs> for you guys over at Utavi. So in this episode, we see Teeny find the idol, and we haven't really seen a lot of idol talk at Halia or Utavi. Like, were you guys looking? Like, were, were you guys like taking shifts? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we actually didn't start looking, I think, until day two for the idol. Um, we weren't really worried about it. We were just like bonding a lot. We did a lot of bonding, um, trying to keep the fire going, um, a lot of talking and goofing off. Um, and then we would go out and look for it every once in a while. But I didn't know anything about an idol. I had no idea what an idol was. So in my head, I'm thinking it's like the little Lincoln statue or something. And then I had Ryan and Brian completely lying to me and telling me it's something different. And then I had Taylor and Kayla telling me the truth. And Eric, I don't think I even asked you 
Um, if I did, I don't remember. But yeah, so I didn't even know what I was looking for. So I was just walking around the woods looking for random stuff. I don't think you asked me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I, I definitely was looking. I just wasn't very good at that. Uh, I, I was trying my darndest. What about you guys? Were you all like hunting for the idol over there? And how fast Joel, did you find it? I, Are you looking, I, Joel? Oh yeah, I, I was I was looking, but I was trying to be as subtle as possible while looking. Like I would go and like get firewood and like look really quickly and then come back. Or like I would look in like little tree holes and stuff like that. Um, because I didn't want to be painted as oh, he's looking for an idol, build him out, even though everybody should be looking for the idol, you know. Um, so yeah, I I was looking for it, but not as intense as like um you see people on the show doing. Well, you Andrew, Andrew, yeah, you weren't uh, looking at all. What? Why I not? Mean, why? I was kind of looking around, like when we all, like our first day, we were like, "Oh, let's all go explore the the camp," and like we all knew what that meant. But like <laughs> we were all kind of equally looking. But I, yeah. like Joel said, I like he didn't want to be known as like idol. I really did. Like my biggest fear coming in was, you know, I didn't want to be the guy that was like always scheming or always like looking around. So. I, yeah, I mean, I remember getting nervous, like when I was going pee, like, oh, I hope they don't think I'm going to like look for the idol right now. And like, I, yeah, I mean, I, I really didn't want people thinking that I was like always looking. So I was kind of looking around, like just when I was getting firewood and stuff, but I really wasn't giving it like a hard search. I, I just, I didn't want that, you know, the heat on me at, at that point in the game. You know, I think that's that's very natural. I remember feeling the exact same way. Everything you described, first game I went into, I came away from it thinking, damn, this is a fast game. No one's really paying attention out here. I wish I looked for an idol more. I wish I played a little bit harder. I don't know how you feel now. No, I, I totally agree. And like Jason brought up a good point like last episode where he's like, yeah, like Andrew, you know, I felt like I just couldn't get a read for him. Like he was, you know, playing kind of close to the chest. And again, like I was playing like that because – I didn't want to play too hard and all that, but it's also like we're out there for five days. So like if you're quiet for day one, that's 20% of the entire game. So like, yeah, I, it, it's, it's the thought I had to going in watching real survivor, but like if I was to play again, I, I probably would do it a little differently. Like I've learned in these games that like you can't make it seem like you're playing too hard, but you've got to hit the ground running right away. Like I remember in a previous game where like I was playing and I was like, wow, no one's talking about lines or anything, blah, blah, blah. And after the, the second day, like there was a whole alliance that I didn't even know about. So, um, yeah, for sure. I got one last thing before you switch camps. And that is, I just want to clarify one thing. This is a me thing. In the episode, we saw Sam, you said that you had two people who now wanted to vote you out because you at one point wanted to quit, but the joke was going to be on them. Do you remember? how that came about how did you know those two people and who were they yeah so I was already worried that after I did my whole little uh, mental breakdown that it was going to make me look um, not so valuable to my team but I wasn't worried so much with my alliance because I felt like we had already created a strong bond well Eric had come up to me and he was like, hey, you know, uh, just so you're aware, Ryan is really pushing for everyone to vote you out because now you look like the weak player of all of us. And I'm like, oh, really? Like a little okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but that shows you how strong our bond was, though. You know, like you had my back and we had promised that we were going to have each other's back. So that just made my confidence in my alliance so much uh, 
a lot stronger with you guys. And then that's what made my moment like, all right, Ryan, you can go F yourself. Like, I don't trust you anymore. And um, I just don't want to talk to you. And thanks to Eric for helping me out with that. Yeah, well, look, this was my first inkling that you were you were really a bigger player than anyone was giving you credit for. I just need yes, a nicotine. There's nothing yes. wrong with that. Like, why is everyone gonna diss on the nicotine, man? We all have our vices. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. Let's move over to Galow, though. I got some questions for y'all before. Uh, I mean, I just give the floor over to you to talk about anything. And I want to talk about some things that we might, that the episodes just can't really quite convey. And that's like, who are these people out there that we haven't got a chance to talk to on the podcast yet? So let me start with you, Andrew. I want to know what was Sarah like out there and how did your relationship with her evolve through the game? Yeah. So Sarah was one of the few people that I talked to day one. She's great. I mean, she's like super funny, uh, super likable. And, and yeah, I mean, we all like, Joel can speak to this. We all got along so well at Galo. Like it really was so such a shame for us to lose the first two because like we just didn't want to get rid of anybody. But but yeah, no, I worked really well with Sarah and um, like Jason said, he wanted to vote me, but then Sarah came up to him and said, "Oh no, like I want to work with Andrew and Teeny." So um, so yeah, I mean, I really wanted to work with Sarah that first vote. The the vote was just I could feel it leaning towards Jason, and that's sort of where I wanted it to go too. So we pulled Sarah in. But yeah, I mean, me and Sarah got along great out there. Um, really liked uh, playing with her. Joel, got another question for you. Ooh. What you, we know that you knew each other, or at least knew of each other, right? Yeah. What was your connection with Mackenzie exactly, and what was it like playing the game with her out there? Um, yeah, so I yeah I knew of Mackenzie through John because I know they they played like a couple of games together, and I remember the first game they played together. Um, her and John like worked together like throughout the whole game and he was like, Oh, she's super loyal. So I kept that in mind. I was like, okay. Um, and so day one, when I see like, okay, it's four on two versus like who's played, who hasn't played, I immediately run to McKenzie and I'm like, all right, it's us two. We've got to navigate. Let's do it. But um, McKenzie's really chill. She's super easy to talk to. She's got a, a story for everything. Uh, she can make you laugh. Like even in like the most awkward times um and she's kind of like the really super popular chick in school that like you think oh is she gonna like me and you go up to her and she's like yeah i love zelda and mario and and god of war and all this stuff you know like super relatable um and like i feel like we both viewed the game kind of the same way so it was really easy to play with her um so yeah that's why like at the end i'm like oh it had to be her oh my god i have to vote her but we'll get to that um <laughs> i can't wait yeah that's that we definitely got to ask you that but i guess we'll save it for tribal sam did you have anything you wanted to talk to galo about from the episode um, or beyond yeah do i have a question for you so when teeny found the idol and she chose to share it with the whole group what were your thoughts on that and did you think that it actually helped like form you guys as alliance is that why you guys wanted to? Did it make her more trustworthy? Do you think that was a bad idea in her situation? I think I think it was a really good idea for Teeny to share it because it it made her seem more trustworthy to everybody, right? Um, but I I was not super excited about her finding the idol, and here's why. So um, it created a bigger power imbalance between like uh, me, Mackenzie, and Teeny. Because now, uh, not only am I connected to John, uh, who I could 
flipped to Benjali, right? But also Teeny is the one with the idol, right? So it gives Mackenzie less incentive to choose me over over uh, Teeny. So I, I was not super happy about it, but um, yeah, I, I yeah, I wish yeah. I that idol. When I had seen that, I had no idea that you could even do that. I was like, oh, wait, we could share it. And then I was just like, dang, man, I'm mad at some of my travel for not letting me know that they already found it. Like, I mean, that was a good play on Tini. Now that you explained it, I, I can see why she did that. And that was very smart. It makes her definitely a valuable player. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a mafia move. It's like, hey, look. <laughs> yeah. You my, like, you open your jacket and you see all this weaponry and you're like, oh, I'm not messing with him. You know, he's got it. <laughs> I just, I felt the same way. Like I relate to, you know, seeing, oh, okay, the little power. Cause I felt like me and Teeny were a pair, especially after that first vote, you know, it was like, like you said, Joel was with McKenzie, uh, Sarah was with Jason. So like me and Teeny were kind of in the middle there. And so when Teeny finds the idol, I'm like, oh, okay. So like now Teeny definitely has power over really over all of us. And, and we kind of see that in this episode, Teeny very effectively is able to see like, I got Joelle and Mackenzie on this side. I got yeah. Andrew and Sarah on this side. It's uh, yeah, it's it's impressive uh, social play for sure. She like knows how to talk to anyone. Like she can charm a paper bag to like <laughs> combust on it by itself. Like I, she's got the gift of gab and great analogy. <laughs> that, that's her like her her skill set. So yeah, immediately I was great. locked in. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm with you. Um, I, I was trying to start an alliance with her. I had to check myself. I was like, uh, Eric, you're on a podcast right now. Like, there are no alliances to be made, but I still wanted to work with her. This is, this yeah. is incredible. Yeah, you know, she's setting up for All-Stars. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew, got a question for you. Uh, this is an advantage. Or is it? You find a little piece of paper. What's going through your mind when you find out that this is, in fact, not an advantage? Right. Well... I just immediately, I think they kind of, they did cut it from the episode, but I started laughing like as I was reading it, because in that previous tribal, I was so confident that Jason's advantage that he like whipped out of his pocket. I was like, that's so fake. Like we were lost for 30 minutes and we were looking at a map of the state park. He just grabbed one of those maps, folded it up, put it in his pocket. And like, that's what he whipped out. That was my thought. And so when I opened that thing up and I'm like, not only was it real, but it was a curse that's now given to me. I was like, this is honestly kind of hilarious because I mean, it just egg on my face. Um, it is funny though. I did think you mentioned the, like the subtle threat uh, last podcast episode that thought definitely, it definitely crossed my can mind. You, can uh, you uh, re-explain that for anyone who might've not got that? Right. So the idea <laughs> that, that Eric mentioned last podcast episode was what if you go to an Alliance member and say, Oh, look, Hey, I just want to be honest with you. Uh, in Jason's case, it was an advantage. You know, I got this advantage. This is what it, this is what it does. I just want to show you this. Um, and then that Alliance member is like, oh, well, if I betray this person, then they might, you know, they might haunt me. The, the thought crossed my mind. Like, and I think it's interesting. I think if Jason does that, it's actually a little bit, it's a little bit more suspicious because it's like, hey, I have this advantage, but if I'm voted out, it's a curse. It's almost like you kind of follow the threat that way. Whereas like, if you're already cursed, it's kind of like, oh, look, this curse, like it kind of explains itself in a way because you're like, hey, I've, I've gotten this curse because someone was voted out. And like, if I'm voted out, I have to give it to someone else. So it, to me, that seems uh, less um, suspicious or less threatening. I'd like to get y'all's read on that. But yeah, I mean, the thought crossed my mind. It just, 
it never felt like the right timing, the execution on that, like really had to be perfect. But, but yeah, interested to see y'all's thoughts on that. Well, what do you think, Joel? Yeah, it's, it's a hard one to play. Like, I think like something similar to that in the real game is like the legacy advantage, but the opposite way where like, if you get voted out, you give somebody an advantage um, that they can play at the final six and look how that worked out for Sierra. She got voted out purposely so that, you know, Sarah could take it from her. And so in this case, I, I, I don't see like, like a total advantage of like showing your number one, like, hey, listen, I have this disadvantage. Like what happens? Because it doesn't have power until you leave the game. Um, unless like you, you like spend some huge lie about like, oh, but it'll turn into an idol or something. I don't know. Like, what, what are your thoughts, Eric? Yeah, well, like I said in the first one, I think I would probably feel the same way. I would, I would look at it as an opportunity to build trust. It's so far in the future now, uh, and there is that subtle implication, what, the implication that, hey, <laughs> things might not go well for you if you yeah. rob me out. <laughs> and I would be well, sure to do a confessional about it, yeah. <laughs> the Always Sunny, is that what you're going to say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That question brought to you by Daniel, by the way, if you are listening to this and want to get questions answered on the podcast, be sure to leave a comment on YouTube, either live when the episode's airing 6 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube or afterwards uh, quickly within the next day at, at latest. And we'll try to cover them. I got one more question on Galow, and that's that, uh, Andrew, it sounds like your number one was Teeny. And uh, Teeny mentioned in the first podcast that, she was hearing all sorts of things about how you were like closed off and not giving people much, but then to her, you were like really opening up. So is that, is that, you know, correct in your opinion? And what was your relationship like? Totally. Uh, so yeah, going in and I kind of touched on it earlier, but I was playing very cautiously. I was focusing more on quality alliances rather than quantity, meaning like I was approaching just a couple of people and, but like being very honest. And I think, um, the, the good consequence of that was, uh, people like Teeny, people like Sarah that, you know, they weren't really hearing from other people. Like they were hearing from other people. Oh, like we don't really know what, where Andrew's head's at, but they were both thinking like, oh, well, I mean, I really trust Andrew because Andrew's telling me all this stuff and clearly he's not telling that to other people. But yeah, I, I just went in, um, really just focusing on building strong friendships with people that I got good vibes from. And, uh, that was definitely Teeny. Uh, also, Sarah, also Joel, but, yep. but yeah. Well, we saw it paid off, uh, confirmed by Teeny that that really helped build trust. So I thought that was a cool move. Haliha Camp, I think this will be pretty short. Uh, I'm going to recap what I got from the episode, and I wanted to open it up to anyone to jump in on their <laughs> memories of Haliha at this time. And by the way, this first two episodes have been glow heavy, but I promise we will get a Haliha person on here to shed some light on the, what was going on as early as next week. Now, we see that, uh, first of all, Sarah with an H, not to be confused with Galo Sarah, uh, wonders what will happen if they go to tribal. Well, so do we. I hope to find out someday. Samir's plan is to win. Great. Uh, and we see some alliance talk in the form of Nick outlining that he feels good about Haley, Samira, and Barry, meaning that John V and Sarah with an H might be on the outs. That's just according to Nick. Anyone else get anything uh, out of that or remember anything about Haliha? 
So I do. Um, after watching it last night, after it aired, did anyone else notice that they were talking about eating rice that sat out all night and was also part of the thunderstorm getting rained on? Now, like, I work in a restaurant, so food safety is huge on me. So, like, that made my entire body coil. And I'm wondering if anyone, like, got sick or, like, <laughs> anyone else going to eat some day-old rice that sat out you all night? with like, rice. <laughs> yeah. So, like, me, I'm just like, man, y'all are eating some bug covered mashed rice and just like no like literally i was sick to my stomach watching that anyone else it does sound gross i do i also remember how hungry i was out there so i i can't <laughs> really true. judge but uh but yeah it sounds gross i just i was star like the hunger i've, I've never experienced hunger like that i, I really haven't yeah, I think like you you kind of get used to it. My first game, I was the same way where I was like, oh my God, like I'm not eating anything. But then after I get past the first six hours, I'm like, all right, I'm good. How long we got? You know, maybe yeah, I don't think I could ever be that hungry. <laughs> There's <Yeah>. no way. <laughs> I think disease kind of takes over that I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I like my gallbladder. <laughs> the the hunger is real. It's uh, sad, but it really it, it hit me anyway. And in, in my games where I made it more than a day or two, and uh, at the same time, though, you know you're done in five days, max, right? So like you're, I would agree. I'm not going to touch that. I had protein chips in my car, and like every single night, it would go through my head, like, man, I bet you everyone's sleeping. I should just sneak to my car and eat these chips. Oh. No one will know. And then I'm like. Nah, you're out here to survive. You're just gonna starve. You're good. You got this. And yeah, it was wild. You should have stashed the the cigarettes. If anything, forget about the food. That's next. But then Patricia wouldn't have came, you know. And then we wouldn't have had any entertainment with that. So, <laughs> and I want to get to play with Ryan. You know, playing with his head was the fun part. So, <laughs> oh, let me put a thing. note for Ryan when he comes on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's up, Joel? One last thing about Halia I, I wanted to talk about before we move on. Um, I, you guys did bring this up last podcast about uh, Warzone and that, um, you know, it was me, Taylor, and John, you know, how ironic um, and, like, what went down there. Yes. And as soon as that happened, I, like, I was so pissed at John. I was like, why did you volunteer? Because, like, he's already coming out as this brash character People already got their eyes on him, and he's like, "Yep, I'm ready for war." And I'm like, "No, why?" Like fade into the background. Um, but basically, to be that, fair, yeah. it, he did decide individually before the random draw where you and Taylor got chosen. So it's not like he chose afterwards. But yeah, that, not a good look for y'all. <laughs> that is true. Um, so we like after everybody left, we like laughed. We're like, how ironic! Like, of course, you know. And um, we kind of went around and, like, talked about, like, who, like, we felt the closest to on our tribe, right? So, for me, I said Mackenzie. Uh, Taylor said Eric. And John said Samira. And so, at this point, I'm like, okay, like, these are, like, potential names that, like, if I do swap, like, I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm down with you because of this and that. And immediately, they're like, all right, we're giving you the advantage. You're going to, you're going to tribal. Um, and I'm like... Absolutely not. Like, that's not, that cannot happen because if I go back with an advantage, I didn't know what it was. Um, I'm going home because there's already this like looming thread of like my connections. If I come back with something else, then it's like, I'm toast. So I'm like, let's take the pizza. Like, thank you guys, but I'll take the pizza and, and that's it. <laughs> not a good idea to lie about something that you know will come out the very next. <laughs> 
round. Andrew, yeah. you got to go to the war zone this time and got to the same decision. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, tell me how had that went. To. Had to. Well, <laughs> this was an involuntary war zone trip. You you're throwing yeah. the brig. What happened? Um, so we all decided which like I was surprised watching other tribes. They were like, I'll go, I'll go. Like we did not, none of us really wanted to go, I don't think, no. at that time. Um, so we draw, we drew spoons and I got the unlucky spork. And what went down out there? Was it just an easy cut and dry decision? It sounded like you all were kind of on the same page going in. So no one even really tried to talk anyone into doing anything different, right? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cut and dry. I mean, the precedent had been set on our respective (laughs) tribes. And so we didn't want to come with anything different. You know, we didn't want to be like, oh, they switched it up and it was, it was not, the the rewards thing so yeah we were like let's get some coffee i don't even like coffee but i was like why not you know like like let's let's do it i'll bring some coffee back for the tribe and uh yeah i mean it was it was pretty cut and dry what you saw was was what happened yeah you, you the precedent had been set i like that phrase you didn't want to overturn joel v taylor v john uh not this early in the game anyway i i gotta imagine i would have done the same thing but sam you and i didn't even want to go either um i'm guessing my my thinking was like I just want to stay on the spotlight for, for once in this game. Like I, I really want to not go here as, if I can help it for a while. What were, what were you thinking, Sam? I still don't understand what the war zone was even about. Like you guys had already <laughs> explained it to me three times. <laughs> and I was like, man, I still don't understand what's going on. Like I think <laughs> later on when I finally do go, I even made you guys like re-explain. And then I was like, finally, someone just tell me what am I doing when I go there? And I think Kayla was like, you're just going to do this and you're choosing this and that's it. Don't worry about anything else. And I was like, all right, got it. So yeah. Sam, can you confirm say- at this point in the game, you still, you still thought this was naked and afraid, right? Oh yeah. no um there's a lot now that i'm like damn i was really clueless and if i would have just like thought about it i could have probably done a lot better but i was just winging it the whole freaking time and i loved it and uh made for a really really fun character that we don't often get in lgs (laughs) i say character i know you're a person but you know to me no we've done decided trish is a character um yeah so you guys didn't know there's actually 19 players there's not 18 um we've decided that trisha the alter ego being one of them um immunity challenge let's get to that so galow and Another absolute heartbreaker. Let me uh, set the stage, and then I want to I want to get your emotional reactions to this one. We sprint back and forth, you know, all of us, uh, five of us, thirty balls, and then do three slingshot hits. And we see Tavi, thanks to Taylor's accurate slingshot work. It's like she's practiced this in her backyard. She she knocked those down really quickly. We definitely picked the right person for the job. It mm. seemed like Mackenzie was doing great. I remember watching it. You jumped out to a 2-0 lead, and then you she missed so many by, like, centimeters, it felt like. What was going through your head throughout this challenge? I'm going to start with Joel. McKenzie, like, was a sharp shooter, but the issue was the wind just was not in her favor, and I think we were all starting to freak out a little bit. But the moment they switched to Barry, like, he, he picked it up, and it was just devastating. Like, oh, my God. I remember Mackenzie started crying. It was on a, tough. On a slightly less serious note, I uh, if anyone was confused why I was just suddenly silently laughing in the middle of Joel talking about this emotional moment, that's because <laughs> Sam's cat has been meowing in the back, yeah, background. 
And in the chat, she said, I'm going to slingshot this cat. So I apologize. <laughs> and uh, this was devastating. This was very sad. Guys, I do not and... abuse my cat, just so you're all aware. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's yeah. just being really annoying right now. He's wanting to get involved in the podcast. So, yeah. I, and I just want to make it in no way, shape, or form am I downplaying uh, the emotional impact of this loss. Andrew, what was going through your head? Yeah, I mean, it was it was really tough. And honestly, I want to shout out Mackenzie because she absolutely put the team on her back on this. I mean, when we were doing the running, it didn't even really show it in the episode. She was sprinting the the entire time, like, and then in the slingshot, she knocks those two down so quick. I'm thinking, like, we've got this in the bag. It was really hard. I mean, like, it, obviously, it was tough losing that first challenge, um, but losing the second was – it did not even compare, just the feeling. Um, and it showed it really well in that episode when we were all just, like, you know, just giving each other hugs, like, it's okay. like yeah, But, like, it was devastating. It really was. Like, it, it, what can I say? It was really tough. Well, and I want to add too, like it's we I think we all know we're playing a silly little fun backyard game, right? This isn't the World Series here, but you put a lot of effort into this. We all traveled sometimes great distances, sometimes in flights, paid a couple hundred dollars for the experience. The closest thing that the vast majority of us will ever get to playing Survivor, a game we love. So when you go out and you have all these great expectations and you lose the first two challenges in this fashion, it sucks. Um, so what I have to say on it, like I brought up on the last uh, podcast for the challenges at Galow. So when you guys are doing your talk of how you're going to do things, like do you guys have any strategy or are you guys just like pick people? Because so on the first time, if you watch with the table challenge, um, I swear up and down the height difference is what made you guys lose. And now if you watch the slingshot, it's the same thing. So um, one person's down here with the slingshot and the other one's up like this because of the height difference. And then the ball kept going to the right. And if you guys were at the same level, I feel like Mackenzie would have done a lot better with actually aiming at the targets. Um, I don't know if that's why you guys have lost the last two challenges. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but physics plays a lot into it. Yeah, I think like, I think it's more so like our individual like thinking about the challenge. Cause for me, I never want to be the closer because that's an easy way to go home. I'm like, Oh, well, we lost. Right. The challenge you. I think you like, now that you're thinking, now that you're talking about it, it might've been smarter to do like me and Andrew or Tini and Sarah, but I, I don't think we were like thinking that like deeply into it. Um, I don't know. Like, what do you think Andrew about like the challenges? Yeah, I think the height thing, that's something I really hadn't considered. It's There's definitely a possibility. I mean, I think first challenge, I don't, I'm going to go out on a limb. That was not because of the height difference. Um, but like second challenge, maybe, honestly, like it, it's tough to know with the slingshot. I, it, I mean, I really, because I mean, McKenzie, McKin, now I'm saying McKenzie, McKenzie um, <laughs> sniped those two, first two targets. Like she yeah. really did. So yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, Barry, I think we can all agree Barry did the slingshot correctly. I mean, he was launching those things like cannons. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it was just about everyone's personal approach. McKinsey, when we were in our strategic huddle, she said, um, I think this slingshot thing, it's a learning curve. And I, this is something I feel confident on. I think I can like learn from it and get better. And we were like, you feel good. We feel good. And, uh, and I mean, she, yeah, she did a great job, but, Height difference. That's that's a good point. That's something that uh, that I would look at, and that something I would reconsider now that now well, that you look, mentioned that. Sam. It's 
great we got sam on the podcast we will keep an eye on this any height differentials and future challenges expect us to cover them in great detail and uh we're gonna get to the bottom of this if you keep listening you might get some tips on how to go about future challenges but yeah shout out to barry for coming in and i actually want to add something that i heard from him after the season which is that he also badly did not want to be in the spotlight in challenges like this, but he saw how things were going and he felt like he could do well and he didn't want to lose this early in the game. Unlike me who already didn't care about losing and he came in and yeah, he was, he was doing his best. Uh, Ulysses S grand impression out there, just blasting uh, those shots like a cannon. And it was like, it was over pretty quickly once yeah. he stepped in. Yeah. Eric, so, I wish you had to do that challenge. Like you said in that conventional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what happened to that? I, well, I I mean, I didn't throw it. Uh, the best way for me to throw it would have been for me to get on the slingshot, and I wasn't prepared to go that far. But yeah. last season I did, I got targeted, and a lot of people were talking about this one challenge where I just kept lapping people. It's the one thing I'm good at. I've never played a contact sport. It's really just running in a straight line. But nevertheless, that <laughs> earned me a target. So in this challenge, Joel, I did not run very fast. I didn't okay. ham it up too much, but I tried to go slow. I tried to fumble the ball a few times. If you saw it in the episode, I'm pretty sure all those or almost all those were intentional when I fumbled it. And uh, you know what? It was all for you, baby. So I'm sorry, but that was the best I could offer in that, in that moment. Oh. Taylor was too good. She was too good at it. It's, you got to like take it up with her, not me. <laughs> it's like Luvu from season 41 where they try to throw the challenge, but they just can't because Uwe is just that bad. Like, we are yeah. the Uwe, like, based <laughs> on these first two episodes. <laughs> oh, for real. Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, it's going to be Glow, and I'm going to start with a question. You get back from Tribal Council, and this one actually comes from Ryan from Utavi. This is a good one, I think. Uh, in the first episode, Feeney outlines how her Mackenzie and you, Joel, you were a trio in her eyes. So what do you think changed between then and now? Um, I think what changed was that there was an odd number of people because before before it was it was us three plus Jason, uh, Sarah and Andrew. So like the way like Teeny was connected, she was connected to like five out of the out of six of the people. So it's easy for her to like tell everybody, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you, and just vote out Jason. Whereas at this point, she had to pick a side. And it really did, I I, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but it really did look from uh, uh, the other alliances' eyes that like me and uh, Mackenzie were like the Boston Robin poverty of the tribe and we're telling everybody what to do. And, and we're like these threatening, like returning players, you know, and they've got to get rid of them. Um, so, so I think that that also played a factor into it. Yeah, I can kind of speak for, I mean, I don't want to speak for uh, Teeny's motives, but in, as far as that goes, like that first vote, Teeny talked about wanting to work with Joel and McKenzie. Um, that's what ended up happening. And, um, but so for that second vote, like earlier, I kind of touched on this, but there was a scene like, in the episode, uh, morning of day two, where me, Teeny, and Sarah are like talking by the fire, and Sarah's like, you know, Sarah's like, yeah, I think Jason was the right call, you know, as as she should, you know, to her number one ally goes gets voted out, so she's gonna go to people and be like, yeah, like, and I'm I'm glad that happened so that she can, you know, work towards the future. 
Um, right. And right there, like you see me and Teeny turn to Sarah and like, okay, well, like it's us three if we lose again. Um, so I was just saying that because like I wanted Sarah to feel super comfortable. Like I hadn't like made up my mind by any means, but I think for Teeny, that was sort of her making up her mind. Uh, she voted off Jason first. Um, and after we lost the second challenge, um, and our heads were like, okay, like we have to be exp- we have to be prepared to lose more in the future. And so um, the strategy there is just to kind of keep playing the middle. Like we voted out Jason last time. Let's vote out either, uh, let's vote out Joel so that um, there's equal numbers on on both sides. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can definitely see that. And I also think that like getting rid of me, like pulls McKenzie closer to Teeny because at that point, McKenzie doesn't have anywhere else to go, especially because she tried. Like we tried to blindside Sarah again, so um, it, it was it was genius. Yeah, um, we actually got to see a conversation between the two of you, Joel and Andrew. And uh, Joel, you were you were definitely trying to downplay your connections and all that. I obviously you got to try, Andrew. Was this landing at all? Uh, I think at this point it was just a little bit too late. Like. I had kind of viewed Joel from the lens of like, he didn't really come forward about knowing other people. And so like, he's very well connected. So I kind of got ahead of it and was like, yeah, I mean, I know that you have people that you know on the other tribe, um, but it's not a huge concern for me. But, but Joel, you, I mean, I'm sure there's some gaps to fill in from your perspective there. Yeah. I can like, kind of like timeline the whole, like me knowing, like everybody, we're not everybody, but like knowing a lot of people and getting out to the to the tribe. Um, uh, basically, when I went to Warzone for, for the first time, um, Mackenzie told Teeny um, because she saw like, oh, it's John Taylor and Joelle. Like she was kind of threatened by that and like thought like something was going to happen. So as an insurance policy, she's like, okay, let me tell Teeny. But it was supposed to stay between them. And I think what ended up happening was Teeny ran to Sarah and Andrew and told them about it afterwards, sometime afterwards. Um, before the so, first vote. Huh? The first vote? It, it was right, yeah, right before the first vote. Yeah. So in the in, in the first vote, I did have a conversation with Sarah before that tribal. And Sarah tells me, like, oh, you know, you are one of the most connected players in this game. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? Like, why does she know that? You know, like, I'm like... I'm trying to save my own hide, and now this came out conveniently at the, at this tribal. So I'm like freaking out, and so that's what happens that round. And I'm like, listen, like Sarah knows, and she's like, wait, what? Like, because she was taken aback too. And so that round, I spend like trying to do damage control. Like, hey guys, like, yeah, I know people, but I'm with you guys. Like, they're not here right now. Um, and then that's when you see like confessional of me saying, oh, this is so heavy. Because there was so much complexity to that. Because even if I do survive and I make it to a swap or merge potentially, like what do I do to win the game? And I felt like I really didn't have a shot because if I stayed with my original tribe, then my friends in the outside world are going to feel some type of way and probably not vote for me. Or if I flip to go to them, then the people who I lied to in the game are going to be like, well, of course you flip. Like you're not getting my vote. So it, Felt like an impossible way to win. I was going to try to find a way, but um, that was like what was circulating in my in my head. And so it was 
it was a lot. <laughs> that is a lot to think about. And I, we talked about this in the first podcast too. I think it's going to play a role this season. First timer versus veteran. Andrew, now that you've played a game, how do you feel about that dynamic? And if you were to play again, knowing someone or knowing of someone, how do you think that would change your game? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, going into it, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, all these people, like y'all are hacking the game. Like what the heck? It really isn't. I mean, it's not like that because like, as we see in this episode, like it was a direct liability for, for Joel. So it really is like, it, it's a double-edged sword. And and I think going into, if, if I was to play another game and, and there was someone in there um, that I did know, it would obviously depend on like where the tribal lines lie, but um, I might lean towards honesty if I feel like, you know, the truth is going to come out. Um, but it's also possible if, you know, if I only know one or two people, then I think eh, maybe no one actually knows about this, but, but you never really know. And so I'd, I'd probably have to just play it um, as how I, how I feel in the moment. Maybe it's just better to get ahead of it. It's just, it's the calculated risk of like, is this going to come out inevitably? Well, I want to just add on to that. I don't want to talk about Gettysburg, where I both knew people and formed new connections. But again, to go back to another game again, uh, Survival Challenge, I knew someone from the same season that John Taylor and I played. Her name is Allison. She's a lovely person. But I very quickly formed connections in the game that far superseded any previous relationship I had with Allison. And I, I think she would say the same thing. Like, we knew of each other. It was not a threat, really, at all. Um, and that can happen. And you can also certainly have a case. We have a pre-existing relationship that is super powerful. So I, I think it's cool that all you first timers now get to see that, like how that might play out. And all I can say is that, and when I played my first game, I felt the exact same way. It's a complicated dynamic. Yeah, for sure. Joel, let me ask you this in tribal council. And this, this really goes for both of you. Sarah comes out and says that she thinks the votes between, uh what her, herself and andrew right am i getting that right yeah. um joelle did that surprise you did you know she was going to say this like how did that make you react i i had no clue so uh, another thing about like that round is that we get back to camp we're so defeated so defeated no one even wants to move like we kind of like sit and wallow for like five minutes <laughs> and finally like sarah's like hey i'm walking this way does anybody want to come and no one gets up so I knew at that point, I'm like, the only way I can stay safe is if I vote Sarah and try to get everybody to vote Sarah because I already threw her name out last time and I'm working with everybody else. But I didn't want to leave her hanging. So I'm like, oh, sure, let's go. And we have the most nothing burger conversation <laughs> where like, I, I know like, how that goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like try to extend the olive branch like, hey, it's most likely going to be between us two. Like if we can grab a third then we will be safe. And then she puts it back on me. Well, then who do you think? But I wasn't going to give her a name because I didn't want to say, oh, yeah, Andrew. And she runs to Andrew like, oh, yeah, see, he can't be trusted. So yeah, we yeah. go through everybody. We're like, oh, yeah, Teeny, she's so likable. She has the idol. And Mackenzie, she can do fire. And she's like, she knows these challenges. And, and Andrew's very athletic. But like, we ended on nothing. So I'm like, all right, like, I let's meet up again. Like, I don't know. I come back. <laughs> When Andrew comes back to me to like talk to me, he opens with, hey, I talked to Sarah and and I cut him off. And I'm like, I had to tell her something because I'm trying to like, I thought that Sarah tried to lie on me and say, 
oh, Joel's trying to get you out, which like I floated the idea that we could possibly work together, but I never said his name. But I, I, I wanted to like kind of calm him. And I'm like, I had to tell her something. Don't worry, the plan is still on. So I think yeah. that's how that turned into like, oh, Mackenzie's thinking of Mackenzie and Joel is thinking of Andrew and Sarah as potentials. Like they're trying to pick us off. You're talking about I'm trying to save my own ass. Like <laughs> it, it's just so funny because like what I was gonna say about Sarah was gonna be something totally innocent. Uh, I can't even remember now. But when Joel, as soon as Joel says, oh, well, I mean, I had to say something. I was like what were you going to say? Like that was such a, that was kind of a, another vibe shift for me where like I had been here, like Sarah is really good at like, like, like putting in these little seeds of like doubt of like, Oh yeah, well, Joel and McKenzie were like telling me to vote for you. And like, she was, so she was dropping those little seeds in, in all day. And so Joel saying that I'm like, Oh, so maybe, maybe he did kind of throw my name out. Like, I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, at tribal, when Sarah said, yeah, no, I think it's between me and Andrew. She told me beforehand, she said that she was going to do that. Um, and her, from oh. her perspective, she said, yeah. So she was like, just be ready. Like, I'm going to say it's it's either you or me. Um, just kind of like be surprised. And from Sarah's point of view, she said that Joelle and McKenzie were telling her to vote for me. And so she said that she was going to say, oh, yeah, it's, it's either it's it's either me or Andrew um, so that Joel and McKenzie would feel like super safe. Like, okay. Yeah. Like Sarah is set up on the decoy boy. So she was like, it was like a move against a move of like making them feel comfortable. But Joel, did you and McKenzie tell Sarah to vote for me or maybe so, did McKenzie or. Yeah. So now I'm starting to remember. I, I never gave a name to Sarah, but I think McKenzie was like very torn up on voting Sarah out. So she's like, I have to tell her somebody. And so I was like, you know, if you have to say Andrew, say Andrew. But I never said your name. And so, like, that's why you see, like, in the confessional, she's, like, crying, like, oh, I'm so sorry I had to lie to you. But I was never going to go and be like, oh, it's between you guys and blah, 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 because I really wanted to work with you and pull you in. But Mackenzie was so torn up about it. And it's funny to see that, like, Mackenzie, like, extends the olive branch, like, oh, hey, do this or whatever. But then, like, you guys are like, no, we cannot tell McKenzie at all. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's funny to see. Yeah, but then imagine, so so I'm hearing all that from Sarah. They're like, yeah. oh, they're telling me to vote for you and all this stuff. And so, like, that's just, like, confirming my resolve of, like, okay, I think we should get Joel out because, like, I don't know if Sarah is being 100%, but then I'd go to Joel. He's like, oh, I had to say something. So, like, now yeah. I'm thinking that there's this possibility that, like, my name they're throwing my name even as a decoy vote. Then we get to tribal, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but like, just think about think, my mindset. I think we're there. <laughs> we get to tribal, and then my name's written down, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, so obviously we have no idea that that's from Jason, but uh, just yeah, you can imagine like my like steady decline into like conspiracy, <laughs> where I'm I'm hearing that they're like using my name as a decoy vote, and then like my name comes up, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" So. <laughs> Every, like this, Sarah is is hundred percent. Like she's telling me all this stuff, and it and it's turning out correct. Um, so that's just like one of those unknown things that the that the ghost vote kind of introduced for us. Did you guys figure out that there was a ghost vote like immediately after that, or did it still take you like? I mean, yeah, I got the ghost vote, and of course, I'm immediately like that was either Mackenzie or Joel. And um, it didn't even register until we got back to camp that there were six votes. Like, I, cause okay. I mean, 
I kind of mm-hmm. keep count as the votes are coming up. But then, like, as soon as I see my name, I'm not yeah. I'm not counting anymore. I'm just every time he pulls out a piece of paper, I'm like, not Andrew, not Andrew, not Andrew. <laughs> so, like, so, like, we get back to camp and Teeny's like, but where was or no, it was Sarah because Teeny because McKenzie's pissed, obviously. Um, I won't get too actually. Yeah, I won't get too much into that. Yeah, but yeah. let's save that. For <laughs> like, Thank you. Right, yeah. But she's like, where, where'd the extra vote go? And that's when I was like, oh, true. But yeah, I mean, we had, I had no idea, but obviously with Sarah saying all that stuff that she said, um, I had no clue like where that vote came from, but I didn't think it was, I, my first thought wasn't, oh, that was the guy we voted out first. I bet that's who voted. <laughs> I mean, th- right. this is a mechanic we haven't seen on the show. Uh, I, I have to think the first thought, once you realize that there were six votes, was like someone had an extra vote, right? Joel, like when did it hit you? It didn't because <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, the votes are coming up and there's two for Sarah. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's, that's probably Andrew's vote because he said he's voting with me. Then I see Andrew and I'm like, okay, maybe that's Sarah because Mackenzie took Sarah to vote for Andrew. And then like my name comes up three times and I'm like, what? And then you see, like you see in the episode, Mackenzie's face is stunned, right? So then like my, my brain like reworks it and it's like, okay, so Mackenzie was definitely in on this. She probably voted for Andrew to try to like gain sympathy and like she's an actress, like like how did she not know whatever? Because I thought like her and Teeny were like this, you know. So the fact that Teeny voted a certain way, Mackenzie didn't. It just didn't register to me. And like that's a that, great yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was going to ask you why you threw your uh, ghost vote on Mackenzie, the one person who voted with you. But it sounds like from everything we got now. Teeny and Mackenzie were being thought of as a very tight duo. So you would think, okay, uh, they must have voted together. And I know where I voted. I didn't vote for me. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I, uh, confusing. Yeah. And then Andrew's telling me he's with, he's with me. So I'm like, well, like what's going on? So like that rush of adrenaline, plus the fact that I spent the whole round just like trying to do damage control, like the whole time. And it still didn't work. I think that like that on top of the fact that people knew, I was just like, like you got me, okay, but I'm gonna vote for you because I feel betrayed, even though that wasn't the great case. And she's like freaking crying over Sarah, you know, like I, I had no clue, I had no clue. Yeah. Uh, we're we've been talking for quite a bit, so I do want to wrap this up. Uh, but Joel, I, I also want to say your final words were really quite sad. They were they were heartbreaking to me. I mean. <laughs> How have you been since the game? Like, uh, have you had time to reflect, lighten up on it? Like, are you still happy you did this? Or where are you at with that? Yeah, yeah. John is on my do not play list, by the way. Like, <laughs> we do not play in a game together Smart. because I don't want, like, oh, yeah, he knows John or whatever, you know. But um, I, w- I was actually, like, really torn up. So, some contests, like, a week before that, I-, I did Can You Survive? I was the first out. And <clears throat> it was demoralizing. But I'm like, okay, I have another game. And then the same thing happens. And the feedback I'm getting from like some of the players is like, oh yeah, like you're social and you didn't do anything wrong, but it's just like, you're connected to John. And I'm like, you know, like, honestly, like I had to like, do like, I know this sounds corny as hell. Cause like you said, it's a backyard game, but like for those five days, it feels like your life. Like you don't have any distractions. You're not like going to work. You're like, this is your life. And so it felt like kind of like, 
I had to do a little bit of soul searching because I was getting ready to quit these games. I was like, okay, if this is going to be what it is, like, and I'm paying all this money and taking off of work and I could be like on a cruise for five days, what am I doing? <laughs> um, you know, I shouldn't play, but like, um, you know, some people reached out to me in the community and was like, no, look, you should keep playing. Like, uh, just don't play with John. <laughs> so I, I've been good. I, I've been good. I, I, I like that. Like, I, I'm able to go back and look at like the mistakes I made and like maybe um, some different scenarios that like I could have done to save myself. And um, I just say this is not the end of me. You know, you'll see me yeah. again. I'm, I'm really glad of that. Sam, what, 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 uh, what would you say to Joel if you could go talk to him six months ago? Um, I would probably tell you, yeah, stay away from John. He sounds like he's your uh, voodoo doll. He's bad luck for you, bud. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I feel like you were just on the wrong tribe. I feel like if you were on our tribe or something that you probably wouldn't have been voted out on day two. Yeah, you could have been a naughty girl. girl. We would have definitely have had you on board. (laughs) Oh, one one thing I I do want to say, because I know in the last podcast, you said that like, you don't like being called Barbie. And I think that was the first thing I said to you because I saw the pink and I'm like, and Barbie was out that summer. And I'm like, oh my God, you look like Barbie girl. And you're like, thanks. But I didn't know you didn't like that. So I'm so sorry. That was my way of trying to like make a connection. And I said one thing you hated. It's okay though, because you were the only person that talked to me while like during that whole awkward, what, hour and a half that we all sat there just staring at each other. And then like randomly I was walking by, I think I went out to smoke or something and you were like, girl, you look like Barbie. I love it or something. And I was just like, yeah, okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah, you just went on her kill list without me. <laughs> Maybe um, our tribe wouldn't have been so great for you after. I know, right? <laughs> after the Barbie, I don't think it was any any coming back from that. <laughs> no, well, uh, look, if it makes you feel better, I have already told Sam that I called her Chipotle Barbie in numerous confessionals, and she still talks to me. So luckily, yeah. she's very okay. forgiving, and uh, it won't happen again. But uh, this has been so fun, and I really am overjoyed that we have uh, even you know, like anyone, like one person who wants to listen to this and wants to come on and talk about this season. I think this is going to be a very fun thing to go back and listen to in a few years if we want to relive the moment. So thanks for coming on, Joelle and Andrew. And thanks to you too, Sam, of course, as always, for agreeing to do this insane project with me. Does anyone have anything else from this episode, their time, anything that we didn't talk about that you want to briefly touch on? I do, Joel. I do want to yeah. um, close off by like giving you guys your flowers for like even doing this. Like, no, nope, we're out of know? time. Sorry. No, okay. <laughs> right, well, bye, guys. Now, um, well, thank you guys because like it makes my commute home from work a lot better, you know. And uh, the, the fact that you guys are taking time out of your day to like go back and recap this and you know set up the Zoom links and the Google Docs, like. You guys are a really great duo, and I cannot wait to hear all the stories uh, coming later. So thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, Joel. But that's all Eric there. He's the brains behind all this. I'm just here for the beauty. So, you know, other than his hair. We have to give his hair props because, you know, it's always looking great. But you guys have no idea how many times we would wake up and Eric would be like, how's my hair? <laughs> like, it's good, dude. All right. All right. All right. That's enough time. We're all right. Uh, Andrew, anything else from you? I, I didn't even know like it really existed a year ago. And so just to see like the amount of like love and care that so many people that 
love the game just as much as I do. And the amount of like effort that they put in, like Daniel and the whole production, just putting all that just time and money and effort into uh, making the season, you know, what it is. And, uh, and you guys for playing it and then putting this whole podcast on. It's super special. Uh, but yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys just giving us the time to to talk and and, and reminisce about those fun uh, that fun day too at, at Galo. But uh, but yeah, well, it's it's cool that everyone uh, had a good time. We're still having fun talking about it. And if anyone's listening who hasn't made that leap yet, I think we all would say go for it. It's a lot of fun. You get to meet a lot of great people. I have a surprise though. Uh, we we have one more question that I want to cover. Uh, this one comes from Noah, and I, I simply had to mention it. I, I missed it at first. Noah from the production team. You, you might have heard him giggling like an idiot in the episode doing one of the confessionals. Uh, you're wondering, confessional? yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. I heard that she's like talking about like this PTSD moment, and all I hear is eh. like, <laughs> yeah, that was that was <laughs> Noah. Good job, <laughs> I had to make fun of him for that. But he has he also has a good question. This one goes out to Sam Kiss, Mary, Kill, Coffee on day two, nicotine patches, waterproof shelters. Go. Uh, kill waterproof shelters because I'm not sweet, what? so I don't melt. Yeah, I'm not melting, so water's fine for me. I don't give a shit about that. So we're gonna kill that off. Marrying cigarettes because, as you guys can see, definitely need cigarettes. No, 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 no. nicotine patches, Sam. Are you still uh, nicotine right. patches? I mean, <laughs> uh, is it gonna be dry? Because if y'all, so for those of you who weren't on the Utah tribe, we made up a game of find Sam's nicotine patches and just randomly slap them on her body of whatever spot you could find because, like, it was 90 degrees out outside like we were sweating like pigs and they were just falling off all through like anything we were doing like randomly someone would be like sam your patch is over here and i'm like oh thanks just slap it on my shoulder and yeah i think i went through like 10 of them um and yeah. then was it date i don't really care for coffee like i drink coffee every day i was more excited for the sugar because i love sugar so um yeah it'd be date nicotine or yeah coffee all right. Marry nicotine be... patches and kill the waterproof. Wow. I, my answer is radically different. But, of course, this wasn't meant for me. All right. I am going to start wrapping things up. Leave a comments in YouTube uh, episodes if you want to get a question on here. We'll try to cover as many as we can. Thank you to Live Reality Games Podcast for putting us on their feed as well. If you're a new player, go check them out on Facebook. That's the spot to find all sorts of content, applications, new games forming, stuff like that. Again, that's live reality games. Thank you, everybody. We're over time. Let's cut this off and get on with our nights. But we will see you next week again sometime over the weekend to talk about episode three of Survivor Gettysburg. It continues. Thanks, guys. Wow.